Jenny? I had decided against ringing the buzzer and let myself straight into the apartment with the key I had never bothered to give back. I wasn't about to stand on the pavement like a spare part if she had just decided she didn't fancy company. It was about time we got this intervention slash ass-kicking on the road. Things had changed since I'd lived on the corner of 39th and Lex. Every surface in the apartment was now bright white, courtesy of Sadie and her Mariah Carey addiction to blinding surfaces. Unfortunately, that addiction didn't run as far as actual cleaning or hiring a housekeeper. If possible, their flat was a worse shithole than mine. Used up cartons of coconut water, Sadie's, and empty pyramids of Coronas, Jenny's, lined the kitchenette, and the living room was artfully decorated with more clothes than you could find in your average help the aged. A cashmere sweater here, an Abercrombie hoodie there, seven Victoria's Secrets thongs adding colour to the couch, and an eye-wateringly beautiful Jason Wu dress being used as a rug. It hurt my heart to look at it on the floor, just begging to be picked up, nicked and then never, ever worn, given that it was at least three sizes too small for me. Sadie's and Jenny's wardrobes tended to bring out my inner klepto. If you're not here, I called out, tiptoeing around a lovely-looking pair of YSL tributes in, ooh, my size, I'll just help myself to that box of Godiva truffles you keep hidden on top of the cupboards. I stood outside her bedroom door, barely breathing, just to make sure I could in fact hear shuffling around. Unbelievable. She was in bed. Right, I'll put the kettle on as well. I shouted, slamming the kitchen cupboards and bashing the kettle around. Nice cup of tea and an entire box of chocolates. Probably just throw them straight up. Every single one. Now I was annoyed. She knew what we were doing today. She knew Sadie and Erin were taking me to try on wedding dresses and she had decided to get an extra couple of hours kip. What a bastard! I clambered up onto the kitchen counter, skirt up around my knickers, shoes kicked onto the floor and grabbed around for a golden box tied in black ribbon on top of the cereal cupboard. It was dusty enough to suggest it had been there for a couple of months but it wasn't off-putting enough to stop me from tearing off the ribbon, chucking the lid on the floor and shoveling the chocolates into my mouth three at a time. Bloody hell, Jenny, I yelled through the gooey, chocolatey goodness. These are amazing. You should get your lazy ass out of bed before I eat them all. I contorted myself around to mash my tea, twisting over the sink to reach the kettle and made a mental note to take up yoga classes soon. Again and then stuffed another fistful of chocolates into my gob while trying unsuccessfully to pull my skirt over my knickers. Any left for me? If hearing a distinctly masculine voice wasn't enough to topple me from my countertop perch, spinning around to see a half-naked man grinning at me was. But that grin didn't last long, as soon as he recognised me. Tyler. I slapped a hand over my chocolate-filled mouth and inadvertently propelled myself over the kitchen counter and onto the living room floor. Holy shit! It took him half a second to compose himself before running around to help me up. I coughed, choking down a particularly chewy caramel. Bad spill. Did you break anything? For a couple of seconds, I lay on the floor, dazed, wondering if I'd been hit by a taxi or fallen downstairs and woken up in a coma. Or purgatory or out-and-out out fire and brimstone, seventh circle of hell. But no, here I was on the floor of Jenny's apartment, chocolate smeared all over my face and my less-than-best underwear on display, while my former boyfriend, no, that was too strong a word, former fling, 
loomed over me in his very best underwear with nothing on his face but a shit-eating grin. Annie? Oh, now that was just rude. Tyler stroked his abs with an absent-minded hand and looked around the apartment with new eyes. I thought this place seemed familiar. It's Angela. I pushed myself upright and did the best I could to put everything where it was supposed to be. Skirt over knickers, chocolate off face, hair. Well, the best I could do was on head. I need to speak to Jenny. Right, right, English chick. So this is weird, huh? He shrugged, still smiling. Actually, smiling broader and brighter if possible. What a wanker. She's in bed. I stared hard, willing him to vanish, willing this not to be happening, willing myself not to be true to my word and throw up all those chocolates. I guess I'll jump in the shower, he said. His eyes twinkled in a way that, once upon a time, I had found incredibly attractive. At that moment, it was all I could do to hold on to my New Year's resolution to punch fewer people. See you later, Annie. As Tyler sauntered off into the bathroom, I was frozen to the spot. My brain was a screaming mess of confusion and for some reason I really wanted a wee. But with the bathroom out of action, there was only one thing to do. Get up! I ran into Jenny's room, spotted her sitting on the edge of the bed half-dressed and saw red. I picked up a pillow, flew at my best friend like a Britney scorned and proceeded to bash her about the head with it. Get up! Get out of bed! Get up now! What, Angela? What the fuck? She held her hands up over her face against my sad little assault. I was both weak and feeble. It didn't take more than a couple of seconds for Jenny to overpower me, grab the pillow and shove me across the bed. Why aren't you at Vera Wang? I was at Vera Wang, but everyone was so worried about you. I howled from the floor beside the bed. I said I'd come and get you, but clearly there was no reason to be worried because nothing was wrong. You were just too busy shagging my ex to be there with me while I tried on wedding dresses. What? Even from my position on the floor, which badly needed hoovering, I saw the colour drain from her face. Worst bridesmaid ever, I shouted. Seriously, what are you talking about? Jenny reached down and pulled me up onto the bed. I was on my way, I swear. Tyler. Suddenly remembering there was someone else in the apartment, I lowered my voice to a hiss and stood up, too angry to sit beside Jenny on the bed. You slept with Tyler? Uh, the blonde guy? All the colour she had lost came back in a bright red flush. You know him? The blonde? I went from being incredibly angry to incredibly worried in a heartbeat with a side portion of pissed off still hanging around for good measure. Jenny, I used to date him. Remember when I first moved here? Tall, blonde, sleazy bastard. Jenny's eyes widened to the point where she made Disney heroines look a bit squinty. You? I could see her searching for recollection. Tyler, you dated a Tyler. He bought you Tiffany. And then I saw her weighing up her options. And he was an asshole. Jenny pressed her hands against her face and groaned. I met him in the bar last night. He seemed okay. He was funny. He was hot. I can't believe it's your Tyler. Yeah. My nervous energy ran out and I collapsed on the bed beside her. Then remembered what had happened in that bed and jumped back up. Jenny, this is really, really disgusting. As in, I want to have a shower disgusting. Only I can't because the man we've both had sex with is in the shower. Oh, man. 
She doubled up, dropping her head to her knees. I'm going to puke. I didn't know. How could I know? I suppose you couldn't, I admitted. But when you've shagged enough people to accidentally get around to the only other person in the city I've slept with aside from Alex, I reckon you've probably shagged too many. She rested her hands on her thighs, which I noticed were covered in jeans, and she had one sock on, and a tank top. And her phone on the nightstand showed the location of Vera Wang on Google Maps. So she really was on her way to meet me, after she'd finished shagging my ex. Angela? She said, in a soft, quiet voice I hadn't heard in a long time. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. Taking a deep breath and trying very hard not to think about bed-based hijinks, I sat down next to her and wrapped an arm around her shoulders. Most of the time, Jenny seemed like an Amazon to me. All long legs, shiny hair and glamour. But sometimes, when you took away the high heels and confidence, you remembered how tiny she really was. Right now, without so much as a swipe of mascara or an ounce of confidence, she looked like any other little lost girl with a broken heart. It's going to be okay, I promised, pressing my lips into her hair, not even knowing whether or not it was true. I know things are hard, I know it hurts, but it will get better. I want it to stop hurting so much. Her voice broke with tears as she spoke, and it made my heart hurt for her. It's been so long and it doesn't change. I thought dating other people would help. Just takes time, I replied, hugging her a little tighter and letting her cry it out on my shoulder. There's no other answer. I wish there was. And I don't think rebound dating works. I know. I tried. With the man in the bathroom. This wasn't the time to point out that trolling bars for slut bags wasn't the same as dating. Some days I just can't function. Jenny snuffled into my arm. I wake up and it hits me that he doesn't want me, that he married someone else and I just cannot get out of bed. But I have to, you know, I, I have to. So I'm just a zombie. I just switch off and I hate it. I want my life back. Well, just don't do what I did and run away to another country. All at once, the snuffling stopped and she jolted upright in my arms. Her wet, snotty face was overcome with a lightning strike of an idea I already knew I wasn't going to like. That's it, she announced, arms out wide. You are so smart. Thank you, I said carefully. I always found that kind of compliment was nice to hear, but came at a price. What exactly did I do? I'm coming to London with you, she announced, downgrading my level of intelligence with every syllable. It's perfect. I need to get away from the city. You need protecting from your mom. Your mom loves me. Therefore, I'm coming to London with you. Now, it was true that my mum loved Jenny. When we were living together, the two of them had spent a lot longer talking on the phone than I did. For some reason, suburban mother of one, Sudoku lover, Marks and Spencer's acolyte, and lifelong subscriber to Take a Break magazine, had found a soulmate in the Vogue reading, agent provocateur wearing, Angry Birds loving Jenny Lopez. She was the daughter she had always intended to have. While my mum and I got along just fine, she'd always been a bit disappointed that I wasn't more of a girly girl. I'd never wanted ballet lessons, to play the flute or play with prams, pushchairs and baby dolls, even though they were forced upon me. 
I'd wanted to ride horses and learn guitar and read The Secret Garden until my eyes were sore, not sit and drink tea nicely with the Avon lady. She'd always adored Lady Like Louisa and hoped she might influence my ways, and I genuinely believed the main reason she hadn't flown directly to New York and marched me straight onto a plane two years ago was because she was hoping some of Jenny's feminine superpowers would rub off on me. And they kind of had. I could walk in heels and not fall down most of the time. I knew how to apply eyeliner without looking like a tranny or a member of Kiss. I could tell anyone why a Chanel 255 handbag was called a 255, and I had an uncontrollable, burning desire to possess one. I was quite the success as a woman these days, and a lot of that was due to Ms Jenny Lopez. So it all worked, aside from the fact Jenny's plan had one major flaw. Alex. Jenny and Alex were the two most important people in my life, my New York family. And while they were friendly when their paths happened to cross, I had learned my lesson and tried to keep them away from too much one-on-one time or unnecessarily intense situations. I loved them both, and they both loved me. But each other? Love might be slightly too strong a word. It was one of the few things that fell outside our overshare pact. But I knew for a fact that Alex thought Jenny was a drama queen who brought most of her misery on herself. And Jenny, as my best friend and ultimate defender, kept Alex on a short leash just in case he ever, ever did anything to hurt me. It was a time-honoured relationship between boyfriend and bestie, and we handled it just fine. But bringing Jenny along on a trip that already promised to be more painful than a girl's first bikini wax? It'll be awesome. Jenny wiped her tears away on the back of her arm and offered me the beginnings of a smile. You can show me London. I can meet Louisa. I'll totally take all the pressure off the parentals so you and Alex can take time to hang out. It'll be so great. Not for the first time, I was completely lost for words. And not for the first time, I was completely unable to disguise the fear on my face. Angie, honey. Just like that, Jenny was back. Her face shone and her eyes sparkled with conviction. I won't be any hassle and it's what I need. An escape, you know? Space, time, just a few days to breathe and empty my head. I sighed and nodded. How was I supposed to say no when she'd pulled me out of exactly the same situation two years ago? Besides, it was impossible to look at those big, brown Lopez eyes and not give in. I often wondered about what would happen if Jenny ever decided to use her powers for evil. Oh my God, I love you. She bounced up onto her knees and pushed me backwards, showering me in kisses. I love you so much. Am I interrupting? Tyler's voice rang out across the room, causing one sick feeling in my stomach to make way for another. I looked over to see him leaning against the doorframe, a towel wrapped low around his hips. Given that my sexual CV was incredibly brief, I'd never been in a situation where I'd been in the same room as someone I'd boffed and broken up with, and so I had no idea how I was supposed to be feeling. All I knew for sure was that I really, really wanted him to be gone, preferably with a black eye and a ruptured scrotum. So, is this a private party, or can anyone get in on this? He asked with a raised eyebrow, arms folded across his ridiculously hot body. Asshole. How dare he stand there with his abs out? This is weird, right? It's weird, Jenny and I replied in unison. So, would it be more weird or less weird? He started to move towards the bed. 
if the three of us, you know, I had no words. Literally no words. But Jenny, luckily for me, was full of them. I don't know. She stood up and pulled Tyler's trousers out of a pile of clothes at the foot of the bed. But I do know you're not putting these on right now. Jenny smiled. Tyler grinned. I grimaced. And then Jenny walked over to the window, opened it up, and threw his trousers out into the street. Hey, Angie, toss me his shorts. It was hard to say who was more shocked. Tyler's jaw dropped at exactly the same moment as his towel, but now his nudity wasn't nearly as entertaining as the fact that Jenny was very busy throwing all of his clothes out onto 39th Street. He had to laugh. So I did. Long and loud and hard. What the fuck are you doing? He demanded when he finally found his voice. Are you fucking crazy? Jenny dangled a very expensive leather loafer over the sill and cocked her head to one side. Want to find out? Out went the shoe. Jesus. Tyler looked at me, grabbed his towel and shook his head. You're both insane. And with that, he ran out of the bedroom and out of the apartment. By the time he made it onto the street, a homeless guy had already claimed his shirt and shoes. But fortunately, given the New York City decency laws, his underwear and jeans were still a crumpled mess on the sidewalk. Jenny and I leaned out of the window and waved down at him as he shuffled into them flashing his backside to passers-by. Elbows on the windowsill, Jenny and I turned to look at each other. So, London then? I smiled. London, she replied with a grin.